Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just What we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Maddie Bolaños in Fresno, and here are the stories we're following. The city of Clovis and Central Valley housing advocate Desiree Martinez settled a landmark lawsuit this week, forcing the city to make affordable housing more accessible to its residents. The city agreed to six major changes, including creating a local housing trust fund with nearly $2 million from the city to assist in development of affordable housing. The city The city will also make it easier for developers to build affordable housing by deferring or waiving fees for qualified applicants. The Sierra is glittering white. Over the last week, recent storms have added up to four feet of snow to the mountain range. KQED climate reporter Ezra David Romero says the state's snowpack has made a comeback. California's snowpack is now 86% of average for this time of year. It's more than doubled since early January. Andrew Schwartz leads the UC Berkeley Central Sierra Snow Lab. We were in pretty bad circumstance earlier this year, and we've really kind of clawed our way back into being a decent year. Schwartz studies the snowpack daily. California often swings from extremely wet to very dry. But this year, with the help of a couple more storms, it's looking like it will be right around average, which hasn't happened since 2016. To be around average is is kind of nice for once because we're not worrying about our water resources, but we're also not worrying about uh, so much snow that roofs are collapsing and businesses are shutting. An average water year is good news for ski resorts like Palisades Tahoe. Extreme storms prevent people from accessing them, but February storms brought just the right amount of powder. Patrick Lacey is with the resort. This has really helped out our snow totals. Right now, we currently sit at 225 inches for the season. We're sitting pretty right now. As that snow melts in the spring and summer, millions of Californians in the state's vast agricultural industry rely on that water. The next potential for snow is early next week, and that storm could drop as much as a foot of snow in the Sierra. Katrina Hand is a National Weather Service meteorologist in Sacramento. But it's still a few days away, so we are still fine-tuning those details. But at the very least, I would encourage people to just plan ahead for some wintry weather over that late Sunday through Tuesday time frame. While the snowpack looks like it will be average this year, climate scientists warn that spring heat waves are its biggest threat. 
Just one heat wave can melt a large portion of the snowpack. For the California Report, I'm Ezra David Romero. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. Get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. And now another in our series on finding community in California. The Rogue Festival in Fresno's Tower District showcases local talent through improv, comedy, and storytelling. This year, the festival will host nearly 200 performances over the course of two weekends in March. One of them is a performance of the novel Late Homecomer by Hmong American author Kao Kalia Yang. It's a story of belonging and community in a new country. Hmong American actor Jasmine Vang brings this story to life on stage. Before chatting with Jasmine, she shares a glimpse into her performance. Before babies are born, they live in the sky where they fly among the clouds. I start by asking Jasmine what the late homecomer means to her. It is such a familiar story to every Hmong refugee that comes to America. My parents, you know, my grandparents, they all traveled here. And having Calculus story on a stage or even a book makes us feel seen. It's really empowering. The main storyline between Calculus, the late homecomer, is that she and her grandma builds this relationship. And in the last couple moments, she watches her grandma make rope out of plastic bags. And so I went to my grandma's house because I was like, I don't really know how to make rope out of plastic bag, but I need it as a prop. And so my grandpa was doing it, and he's really nitpicky about aesthetics. And so he was like, this is not good. Like, let me use a different kind of bag. And he taught me how to make rope, which was really cool. Um, It's a little different than what I wanted, but just having those moments with my grandparents or just with my grandpa, too, is like... It's great because, yeah, he's so meticulous about, like, the things that he creates. And so that was really dear to my heart. Can you define what Hmong American is to you? Honestly, I think it's the ability to reclaim it now. Because we're, you know, a stateless nation that have just gone through a lot of erasure and displacement. I think being in America now, we really have the chance to define it for ourselves. And that's what I'm most excited about. It is honoring the history that we have, you know, our clothes and our food, our language, and building it into something new. And what do you hope people take away from your performance of The Late Homecomer? I really hope that folks who are not Hmong can come see it and get a glimpse of what our culture is. 
and find themselves in it as well because this is not just a Hmong story, it's a really human story. And I hope that when Hmong folks come see it, they see themselves in this story and they claim their stage. They become the writer that they want to be or the DJ that they <laughs> always dreamed of. Um, I really believe that that's the core message. That sounds like a beautiful gift to your community. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. That was Jasmine Vang. She'll be performing at the Rogue Festival in Fresno in March. And that is the California Report for Friday, February 23rd. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. Our engineers are Danny Bringer, Brendan Willard, and Catherine Monahan. Our producers are Billy Cruz and Keith Mizuguchi. Our senior editor is Angela Corral. Our vice president of news is Ethan Toven Lindsay. And our chief content officer is Holly Kernan. I'm Madi Bolaños. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Support for the California Report comes from the James Irvine Foundation, committed to a California where all low-income workers have the power to advance economically. Learn more at irvine.org. Stanford Medicine, comprising its School of Medicine and adult and children's health systems, working together to advance knowledge and improve lives. StanfordMedicine.org. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy works to create a cleaner, healthier, more secure world for all, on the web at theschmidt.org. Hi, I'm Sasha Koka, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden state. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Randa Dirfatah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.